Hello and welcome to Can't Find My Way Home, the podcast where expats from around the globe talk about the music and art scene in their adopted home. I'm your host, Craig. In this episode of Can't Find My Way Home, I spoke with Jenny Apermo-Matson. Jenny describes her expat journey from her native Gothenburg, Sweden, to Hamburg via Berlin. After graduating from music college, Jenny decided that she wanted to try something different and has now called Germany home for the past 10 years. We talk about how she first got into bass playing and her musical background, as well as why Sweden has been able to produce so many excellent musicians. Maybe a lesson we could all learn from. Jenny highlights some of the differences between the music scene in both countries as well as the perils of playing your own songs to an audience. We get into her work with Topus and the art directors and of course how her new album Patterns came together. Jenny explains some of the themes behind the songs in the album and why it was important for her to have a backing band that was made up of both sexes and we ponder where have all the female drummers gone. In the top five there's Justin Timberlake, The Big Thief, being stuck in 2010's indie music scene as well as a plethora of Swedish acts for us to check out. All this and the Beatles singing in German and playing in people's back gardens. But not the Beatles playing in your back garden. Here's Jenny. Jenny, welcome to the pod. Thanks for joining me. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Uh, Tonight we're going to talk about your expat story and some of your musical adventures. Could you introduce yourself for us, please? Well, uh, my name is, uh, I can say it in Sweden, Swedish. It's um, (laughs) I grew up in Gothenburg in Sweden. I come from a very music family, kind Mm -hmm. of. Yeah, a musical Um, family, a musical background. Yes, exactly. So so my mom, uh, she is a musician. And my dad, he worked in music therapy. And uh, when I grew up, it was always a lot of singing, a lot of trying all the instruments at home out. Uh, I don't know, every, every Christmas we sang chorals together uh, with four different voices. And I, pretty soon I started to play. I actually, my first instrument was trombone. So I played trombone in the orchestra in Gothenburg from the age of 11, I think, or maybe even 10. And then I started to... Like I found my calling, which was the electric bass when I was uh, 12. I actually went to a Paul McCartney concert in Gothenburg. And that was uh, what did it for you, yeah? Yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, my parents, they invited me to go. So, and it was like, of course, you have to listen to this, sure. like the, the songer, singer of he's Beatles. A great, he's a great bass player. Yes, I mean, he was he quite not really complicated bass lines but really busy bass lines and singing at the same time yes and they are so beautiful you know they are really like the the things you play it's it's you know it's it's easy but it's catchy and it's good and it's tight and Mm -hmm. yeah as you said he sings at the same time just just Um, because he can right it's (laughs) (laughs) and uh, as you know they make it look so easy as well you know 
Yes, and he was, it was so great. I mean, I was, I think I was only 12, maybe, as we went there to his concert. And I, I still, I remember pretty much, even if I was such a little girl, I remember just standing there and like, okay, this, this is what I want to do, you know? And then I was a very big Beatles fan for a while. And I played a lot of the bass lines from, um, from Paul McCartney. And uh, when I got a little bit older, like um, an older teenager, maybe 15, 16, I started to like, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, <laughs> and then like at 16, I, I got into um, Tower of Power and Earth, oh, Wind yeah. and Fire. Fantastic. And I started to practice that. And uh, then there was like a little bit blues, a little bit jazz. And uh, when I was... Uh, I think, yeah, when I graduated, I studied at this jazz college for one year in Sweden. And then and there I learned the double bass. So I played double bass uh, pretty much. And then I moved uh, to Germany. And there I met these guys, Torpus and the other directors. Mm -hmm. And uh, they needed a bass player who could play electric bass and double bass. And it was like, okay. And that was more, I don't know, folk, uh, indie rock music. That's how old were you when you moved to Germany? I was 19, going on 20. I turned 20, I think, uh, two months or something after I moved to Germany. And we, as we were just talking before we before we started recording, you've been here 10 years now, right? It's, uh, yeah. How quickly the time has gone by. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so you started, you moved to Berlin and now you're in Hamburg? Yeah, and that is also because of uh, of Torpus and the art directors, actually. Because me and the drummer, we started out and we, uh, when the band, or when I started to play with the band, me and the drummer lived in Berlin and the rest of the band lived in Hamburg. Oh. And also like the label and the booking agency also lived in Hamburg and we were all, you know, early 20s. And they were really, uh, you know, when you're like this really serious and you're like, yeah, we have to rehearse two, twice every week and we have to... Really try to give it everything you've got? Yes, exactly. So then they said like, yeah, we should all live in the same city. So me and the drummer moved to Hamburg. And no regrets since then, you've really made Hamburg your home? I think so. I think Hamburg is actually... It's actually a little bit like a very uh, huge version of Gothenburg because, you know, it gets Gothenburg is also a harbor city and it's just next to the ocean. And I mean, Hamburg, OK, it's not the ocean, but still um, close enough. the Elbe. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> and <laughs> and you got the, the harbor. Yes. <laughs> and you can smell you can smell the salty water. You can hear the birds, you know, you can hear the industry, the boats. And I, I, I love that. So it feels, it felt pretty homey right away, actually. Because Hamburg is one of the, the great German cities, right? It's between there and Dusseldorf and Berlin, of course, they all have a kind of a, a really great heritage in rock and roll, uh, classical music yeah. and all that other stuff, you know? And <laughs> sure, yeah. but yeah, it's it, we're talking more in a contemporary way. Yeah, I think I think also it's very interesting. I mean, I don't know so much about. Uh, did you say Düsseldorf? I think. Mm -hmm. So this is really As the kind of home of Kraftwerk and ah, a lot of industrial okay. music that came out of Germany. Bands like Can, Tangerine Dream, I think, came out of Düsseldorf as well. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff. 
me. Oh wow! I didn't know that. I heard. I I know how. Like uh, I think uh, Hamburg feels like indie rock. You know, yes, it feels much. like an indie rock city. Right. And Berlin, uh, pretty like nowadays, uh, like new wave electronic. Yeah. Maybe a bit too cool for school. Yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> it's getting a little bit there, but it's still quite. A, it has a great, a great heritage. I mean, uh, David Bowie did a trilogy of albums there. You two have recorded there in the Hanses studios, if I'm not, if I remember right. Wow, that's pretty cool. I, think yeah, I know Beatles were in Hamburg. Yeah. Of course. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's, so that's a, that's a real root of, of things right there when you play for 20 hours a day for <laughs> whatever crazy stuff that those guys were doing. Yes. <laughs> you don't have to play for 20 hours a day though, right? You, you get... <laughs> No, no, not 20 hours. <laughs> you get time off. Yes, I get time off. Uh, although there has been, like, I have a, I have this one project um, where I play double bass, and it's uh, we play kind of Django jazz, world music, uh, klezmer. Uh, it's a mix. It's really nice, and we play a lot of uh, weddings and stuff and like parties. But it's not 20 hours. It's more like <laughs> maybe two hours. You know, it's and it's different. fun. Yeah, it's really fun. That's and so you sweet. always get this amazing wedding food, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you get fed, you get paid, and you get yes. to have a good time. Yes, That's all exactly. musicians really want, right? Yeah. <laughs> and some people to listen, that would be nice. Yeah, that's good. And they're <laughs> dancing. They're dancing a lot. <laughs> Even better. I think one of the yeah. best things about, uh, as I was saying before, about being a drummer is I'm not very good at dancing, but I like making people dance yeah and that's you know that's the thing and if you are playing with a really good bass player or if i'm playing with a really good drummer then you know you know that you're good when people are like that's shaking it up a little bit you know? <laughs> and, um, yeah it's quite it's been some time since i've been able to do it but yeah when the when the time comes the next time i'll be ready i'm sure ah that's nice <laughs> Jenny, what about some differences between, uh, maybe if we can compare Sweden and Germany musically. Yeah, sure. What are some of the differences as an expat musician here in Germany, as opposed to being a musician in Sweden? Do you think there are more opportunities here or there? Or Well, I think, you know, I have to say that I, I moved away when I was pretty young still. So I have... Um, I mean, I had a really, really great music education in Sweden from the age of 10 and un until I moved. But I have never really been around in Sweden and had like a band who had shows because I was so small still. Mm. So I, I had like this concert with, with my school and with the school bands and the parents came and stuff like this, but not not in the same way. And I, but I guess I know that Sweden has a great music um, education. Like there is a lot of the music education is often very not expensive, but the the opposite. Like uh, it's quite cheap, quite affordable. Yeah, it's exactly. It's very cheap. Um, it's and, not so uh, elitist, right? It's not making it inaccessible for people or they're trying to make it open for everyone. Exactly. And that is really nice, I think. It, and it is like, there are so many musicians, I guess, in Sweden now that are so good because they had so nice education that there is not even, you know, there is not 
audience enough for all the, these musicians to be heard. <laughs> because, I mean, Sweden is a pretty small country. Been a lot on tour in Germany. I, I notice in Germany it's very easy to get gigs, you know? It's very easy to get these small, nice, you can, you can play at this bar or in this cafe. Also, like, smaller clubs is also pretty easy to, you know, to get a gig in. But in Sweden, it's I, I went on tour there with my German band and it's like almost a little bit pay to play sometimes yeah, that's not good for musicians right no, no. <laughs> and they are so hard it's it's a very hard you know competition in because there are so many great bands and so many great musicians and you have to have something really really special because yes yeah, i said it's only 12 million people and they are not only into your music and in Germany it's a little bit you know you can get to more people faster and you I think and it's also it's it feels the shows that I have done in in Germany are always very very nice you know you get a little bit of snack when you get there <laughs> you get alcohol for free and you know a nice a nice big meal and later in the evening which um, is always nice right as, as, <laughs> I, as I always say musicians musicians need to eat too because <laughs> <laughs> in the United Kingdom or in Scotland where I'm from and when I lived in South Korea this is not really a, a thing you know the preparing something to eat for for bands we would get usually we would get paid we would get some drinks uh, some places you would get food to be honest but it's not so common but some places would provide you for it and it makes you feel like they want you to be there yeah and you think, okay, maybe, as we know, musicians don't make a great deal of money, but whatever you do get is quite, it's a welcome feeling. Yes. And it's also, I think it's also nice when people, when you get to the place and you have the feeling that they are really happy to have you. As you said, it's it's a nice feeling and you get paid and, and they think it's important that you feel comfortable there. It's not like, yeah, we have a band every evening this week and you're not special like, you know, <laughs> blah, blah. <laughs> next next it's yes it's, a bit more, yeah, it's, it's quite a nice feeling because as, as i was saying when you have this you're not going to make a, a lot but it's more about feeling wanted and someone appreciating you coming to them and sharing your music with them yes and performing right it's a, it's a whole it's performing you're giving them what you've made Exactly. And it's it's really also, I mean, it's it's very hard to play your own in the music that you wrote because I mean I've also it played shows for an audience and they are like after after like I don't know 20 minutes of your own songs, they're like, hey, but but don't you know don't you know this new song from, from Madonna or something, you know? <laughs> play the new Cardi B song. Huh? Yes, exactly. Can't you don't can't you play something that is a little bit more party, you know? <laughs> no. Like, no, I want to play my sad indie songs. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's quite funny when you, it's really hard work when you have your own, your own music. Right? When you play in a covers band, you're there for the same reason, but you might play for two hours, you might play for three hours and, the night goes on, it goes in late into the night. But when, yes. you're bring, when you're bringing these personal things that you've written with your friends or you've written them on your own and then you've created them with your friends and your bandmates and then you take it to the, the towns and the cities of wherever you're going. And yeah, it's quite nice when they sit and listen or they get into it or they tell you how much they enjoyed it. But yeah. on the other hand, some of them don't get it, right? <laughs> and they're just like, it's too slow or it's too fast or it's... Too yeah, sad. <laughs> right. He's like, oh God. Yeah. 
is it quite easy to find like-minded musicians here in in Hamburg or in Germany? We talked about gigs are quite easy to find, but is it also quite easy to find bandmates or if you have a new project? I think I'm pretty privileged in that area, actually, because I remember when I was new in Berlin and I was I just moved there and I didn't know anyone. And then I just... It started out like I went to to a party and there were two guys, you know, playing a guitar and they were like, hey, let's jam sometime. And through them, I got to know the drummer of, of the band that I have been playing with for the last 10 years. And through these guys, I got to know other musicians. And the more you're, the more you're playing, the more shows you play and the more support acts you made, or if you had your own support acts, you know, then you, you know, if you just talk to everyone, and if you're just interested in getting know, getting to know everyone, I think it kind of happens on its own. Maybe it's like this a is the thing, yeah, right. Maybe this is the, the thing that musicians do or artists do, people who want to share the same thing or they have the same hobby the same passion yeah. you meet other people through these you know parties or maybe you go to an open mic night some kind of yeah. a, you'll find people who do this because in Dortmund there's actually no open mic nights zero none oh wow <laughs> Which maybe is you real. should organize one yeah, my friend told me this he said build it and they shall come but uh yes <laughs> but yeah we'll see But I think it's it's also like, even if you don't have it, if you go to a lot of concerts, um, I also think I, I had a friend of mine on the jazz college that I studied on. Uh, he was a drummer and he played with so many of the other students. Like he, it felt like all the other students, if they wanted to make a concert or anything, everybody asked him. <laughs> and I was a little bit down and I was sad and I was like, Why don't, why don't people ask me, <laughs> you know? Uh, and I talked to him about it. And then he said, well, Jenny, don't make such a big a deal about it. You just, just go out and you talk to everyone just and you it. ask everyone, hey, you want to jam sometime? Yeah. And I like, so, okay, okay. And then I started to do that. And then everything suddenly it just get, it got easy. Yeah. As you and I know, you being a bass player predominantly and me being a drummer, these are the two most important things in any band. <laughs> yes, we are the rhythm section. <laughs> yeah, everybody everybody wants to be a guitar player, blah, blah. Everybody wants to be a singer, you know. Yeah, but the bass player, I mean, okay, I'm a singer now as, as well. <laughs> well. We'll talk but, about that so shortly, yeah? We'll, 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 uh, we'll, we'll get into that. Jenny, why don't you tell us about some of the projects that you're working on at the moment? What keeps uh, you busy? <laughs> well, um, for I think it was like four or five years ago, I started to write my own songs more. I mean, I've always written a little bit like short texts and poetry. Uh, since I was pretty small, but I made it more serious uh, five years ago. And then, you know, I've been working uh, working on more and more songs. And uh, last year, it started to come together and to become an album. You you can see this thing taking play, uh, taking shape. You know, when you they're all coming together and they fit around your your feelings yes. and mood. Exactly, and you cannot see the you see the red 
line going right. through some of the songs and you see oh okay these songs actually fits together and I feel really good about them the drummer friend that I was talking about earlier that Tell I was his name Felix Roll it's important Felix Roll is his name you may be disappointed if you don't say it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he's a very good friend and I mean we have played bass and drums together for I don't know, nine, nine years or something. So, it fe- you know, it feels uh, very good uh, to play with him. And I asked him if he wanted to record an album with me. And so we went, just him and me, we went to his uh, rehearsing space. And uh, we just, I, I already had made like uh, 11 demos. Just of you playing uh, the guitar or piano or... My new phone had garage band and also like this drum computer so you could make uh, drum beats on your own and then you could just you know then I have every other instrument at home so I started to record some bass line on the drums and I recorded the, the guitar and then I recorded like my voice uh, or my vocals and then I started, you know, to editing and like a little bit of producing. Yeah, to shape it a little bit more how you would like it to sound or a bit more exactly. closer. Yeah. And then I showed it to Felix and he always thought like that this is really great. And then he he played real drums on my garage band drums and it was way more awesome. Uh, <laughs> naturally. <laughs> naturally. We practiced for like, we practiced the songs for maybe six months and we made uh, like we build it out the demos that I already made so he had like drum drum tracks on my demos and then we went to the studio last year in October um, of the actually of the singer in our old band that we had Torpus and the art directors mm-hmm. so Sönke Torpus he has built a studio on the countryside in Germany and we went there to the studio to record with him and then we made an album and I showed it to the label that we had with Torpus. And I was just like, could you maybe give me some guidance or tell me what to do now when I have this, all this, <laughs> this thing is finished. <laughs> yeah, it's, what, what's next? What do I do with it? Yeah, exactly. And then they were so, uh, they were like, no, Jenny, we, we, want to, we want to sign you and to release this album because we Fantastic. think it's great. How? It's, it's amazing. I'm also very happy. Um, I think so too, right? It's, uh, it's quite, a, quite a big deal. Yeah, it's also pretty crazy because then you understand, you know, I mean, you, you know this too because you're a drummer. It's very nice to be the background musician. It's kind of cool, you know, you have very much power because you have the power of the tempo and of, of the beats, you know, and you can make everybody dance. But still, I mean, especially as a bass player, I think it's even more, it's like people notice when the bass is gone, but they never really notice the bass, they, you know. <laughs> it's only when um, they take it away that they really notice it's missing. Exactly. Yeah, this whole... <laughs> this whole... The, warmth and the greatness that lies underneath it all you know uh, where, where the groove comes from yeah it's uh, exactly. yeah <laughs> no but but if if you have um, if you have like a front singer and you you play the own your own songs and you sing the lyrics uh, that you wrote then you know it suddenly got clear to me that oh god this is really uh, frightening this is really scary. Scary yeah, but, but exciting but, at the same time. 
yes, I'm very, and I still play bass and I play electric guitar as well. Uh, so I don't just stand there and sing and that is very nice. I think just standing there <laughs> and sing would be even more scary. <laughs> Uh, so on this new project, what, what's it called actually? Genobi. It's like um, it's like Obi Wan Kenobi from Star Wars, but mm -hmm. you exchange the K with a J. And the name of the album, that uh, patterns. But what about some of the themes or some of the ideas behind the songs? Well, it is it is pretty much uh, as the title of the album says about patterns, and uh, with patterns, it's like it's the psychological patterns that we build when when we are kids you know in our childhood when we grew up uh, kind of of depending on how your childhood was how your relationship with the adults in your surroundings were with your parents or with people uh, adult people close to you and it kind of forms us in different ways and we build i think every human being build up a pattern somehow around this and it could be like a pattern that you build because you want to protect yourself from something or maybe because you know um, this always happens when I do that or when I say this mm -hmm. so uh, if I say this and do this then it's going to happen again and also it's it's kind of goes on about like when you grew up with all these kind of patterns that you know that were created in your childhood maybe you're choice of your life decisions like what you do with your life or maybe also uh, who you pick for a partner uh, that it's depending on this pattern and maybe you have built patterns that are not healthy you know so maybe you always choose you choose the wrong friends one, right? yeah, it's okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah you choose the, mm. the wrong um, we've all had that moment at some point or other right it's I guess it's yeah. just part of growing up or part of life. I yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess so too. And and for me, it has been like the last ten years. Uh, also, because I changed country, but still, I I always tended to end up in the same, like with the same kind of people or the same kind of relationship structures. Mm -hmm. And it was not always good. But, you know, it was something that I was, I noticed that it's something that I'm used to. And it also something that I am creating on my own by just being the person that I am. So if I wanted to change this, I mean, some things I don't want to change, but the things that bothers me, if I want to uh, change them, I have to change myself kind of. And I have to start to, you know, build a different pattern or try to, you know, dare to take a step outside of my comfort zone the comfort kind of. zone yeah right yes because i guess the comfort zone is not always comfortable i guess it's also sometimes also very pretty destructive or how do you say that you know self-destruction yeah comfort right. it has zone. all these negative aspects to it right it's it's a bit of a misnomer it's not really that comfortable yeah exactly but you don't but you know but you're used to it so well it's you, easier to do this than maybe to change Exactly. Because yeah. you know the consequences of what might happen or what will happen if you do change this certain thing in your life. Yeah, I think maybe you know some of this uh, as well, uh, where we talked about some how your life had been earlier and so on, you know. Other people uh, don't really understand that they just, when, when I meet someone for the first time here, like a student or something, and 
they I ask them to introduce themselves and then I do the same and then maybe after two or three meetings or two or three times we've met then they might ask me more personal questions they might say so why did you do this or was it not difficult to give everything away or to think what you and I have done and many people like us is it's maybe not normal that's not that's not let's not say new normal right <laughs> but it's uh, it's a different way to do something but people get very attached to material things or maybe they think this is the way that my life should go and that's fine that's their choice yeah but when they I see mean, someone who's doing something a little bit different or the structure is different to them they just think oh, how can you do this yes and I, i mean it's um it could be also things like when i talk to a lot of family that i have in sweden and it's it's a lot of times but jenny when when you when you get married and want to have kids you're gonna do that in sweden right you're not gonna do this in germany you know why i mean don't you miss sweden and it's like no i'm, I'm pretty i'm pretty fine here guys <laughs> it's, it's okay you know? it's been, i'm doing okay yeah <laughs> Can we talk a little bit who's in your band? Because the video 100 times, is it mostly a female band with Felix playing drums? That's that's actually my live band, the the people that you see in the video. I mean, when, when I recorded the album in the studio, it is, uh, I, I play everything except for drums and uh, the piano. Felix and I, we recorded, uh, on some songs, we recorded the bass and drums uh, live at the same time. And on other songs, like the electric guitar and the drums at the same time. And then we made some overdubs because, I mean, we are just two people. Uh, <laughs> and uh, But still, it was um, it is very great to work together with Sönke Torpus as well, because uh, he has a lot of great ideas. And also, like, we, we always were a little bit careful of having too many interested uh, instrument, instruments that are too close to my voice right so that we could have that my voice could be uh, because i mean i'm not a soul or i'm i'm not a soul singer or anything and my voice is pretty um thin maybe we say um, that in a complimentary way yeah no that's nice <laughs> <laughs> but it's not locked like i can i can wail like uh, i'm not beyonce or something like right. this you know Aretha but, franklin uh, is not Right. It's, it's something exactly. else. Yeah. Um, but we left uh, a lot of space for the voice, and it was a very nice thing to do that. But then, yeah, for live for live shows, I made like put together this live band, and it's Felix, of course, and then it's um, another musician from Hamburg called uh, Dorothy Muller, and she actually also got her own solo project called The Girl and the Ghost, uh, and she's making she's doing the backing vocals and. She's playing like the guitars that I want her to play. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but she's she's really kind amazing. enough to do it for you as well. Yeah? Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we like no, but she's, of guitar players. Yes, it's very, you know, it's very hard to find guitar players and you say, yes, I want you to play this. And then, you know, and then they actually play that. Uh, and, and they are happy playing that, you know. Uh, <laughs> so I love species. to work with yes <laughs> Doro is wonderful you know but i guess also it's because it's a little bit new and i i guess also 
the longer we play together, the more maybe she will get to have her own guitar <laughs> she, voice. She'll gradually sneak it in there, right? You'll exactly. see it slowly, slowly. I think she has already started a bit, but in a very nice way. <laughs> no, but uh, the second uh, musician is, is Lorena, and she uh, she plays the keyboard. And it's also like the same um, that she, she plays. She, yeah, it's, oh God, I feel like the puppet master when I'm talking to you. <laughs> they all play what I want them to play. <laughs> I tell them what to do and they do it. <laughs> exactly. No, but it's, they are really great. I really love working with them. And it's, uh, I also think it, it was important for me actually also to not only have a backing band uh, with men, uh, that was actually something for me that was very important because I have been touring around for for ten years, and there's like it, if you are a female musician, it feels sometimes like you're some kind of alien. The, the, it's the, like, the ratio must be huge, right? I don't know what the ratio is for male to female musicians or working musicians, gigging musicians, but I guess it's eighty twenty. 90, yes. 85, 15? I mean, it must be really high. I think so too. I think, I think it's slowly, it's changing. And actually I have met, I have met, um, there's more and more female bass players, I guess, these days. But you know, like female drummers? No, it's, where are they? Mm. <laughs> you know, and also like female solo guitar players that are like really nerdy female electric guitar players. Where are they? You know, <laughs> but I think I think that is the important thing uh, because my my kind of uh, wish is that the more female musicians you bring up on the stage, the more is going to come because I guess it's about showing, especially showing young women or girls that you know you can do this. Uh, there is not only this is not only a man's world. You know, it's also you can become a nerdy bass player or a nerdy female guitar player or a dr drummer if you want to and uh, to just show them that this dream could be yours as well. That's kind of my my, my evil master plan. No, it's not an evil plan. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I think I also think it's a nice, I mean, if, if you talk about like a like the politics of it all in general, I think, I think uh, in, in in the entire world, I think it's it's healthy if you mix it up more, you know. Um, if it's not only only men or only women, because I actually think I don't I don't believe in stereotype. I think it's something that society teaches us when we are little kids and when we grow up. And I don't think that stereotypes are healthy. I think you know it's it's the stereotypes. They're exactly the same as these unhealthy patterns that we create. Uh, and it actually, I think it's like it, it puts you in a box and it kind of prevents you from fulfilling things or from, from maybe from being happy. And I think, therefore, it's, it's pretty healthy if you have in all kind of work environment that you, you have a nice mix of different people that you're working with. So it's not only people that are exactly like you, but it's a little bit different people from different backgrounds, from who are men, who are female, from different countries even as well. Exactly, I right? I was going, yeah. to, mind. I was going to say that. Uh, music's one of the great things that can do this, though. It can really level the playing field for, for everyone. Yes, 
I think so too. Music and food. Uh, I just <laughs> 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 uh, no, but I think uh, like all this culture, different uh, culture elements that we have are wonderful in that way. Because I mean, it's also very exciting to listen to bands that are mixed of a lot of different music. You know, that is not only German music, but it's also maybe uh, a little bit of um, yeah mix between a lot of different all these different elements and different yeah yeah that makes it really interesting where can we find you on social media what's the since we talked about master plans and all this kind of stuff (laughs) what where where can we uh where can we find you online i have facebook and instagram and spotify and it's all uh, on social media it's Genobi music and spotify is just Genobi. i also have a website that i am like uh, taking care of myself so <laughs> <laughs> you update it from time to time exactly but i think facebook and, and instagram is the best way how to how to reach me and and see what i do and for the album itself are you planning on uh a more specific date, you know, closer to the, the release of the album or just gradually do some gigs? Mm, yeah, we, we have actually played planned uh, to do some like uh, garden shows. So we're going to go around, but it's it's all private shows, unfortunately. But we're going to go around Germany and play in people's gardens. That's pretty Fantastic. nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and on the 1st of uh, October, uh, we're going to have our release party in front of Knust in Hamburg. So it's very Hamburg-based, unfortunately, because I guess also because of, yeah, the circumstances. Are you ready for a top five? Oh, yes. <laughs> guilty pleasure, someone you shouldn't like, but you do. I don't have any real guilty pleasure in music. It's like maybe a little bit, but I can, you know, I can justify everything. I actually think that the, yeah, well, Justified, was that the name of Justin Timberlake? The uh, Justin you're, you're Timberlake ask, you're album? asking the wrong person about Justin Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I know, who, I know who he is and that's about it. That's about the limit yeah. of Justin Timberlake. Now. Well, okay. Yeah, it was, uh, oh God, now I'm getting embarrassed actually. <laughs> I think he was, in, he was in like NSYNC or something like that, right? If yes. I remember. Yeah, he and was. I think, like, I think the first two solo albums of Justin Timberlake are, are really great. And I actually think, I don't know if both or if one of them was produced by, by Jim Farrell from Nerd. Or they have something, um, they, they worked with him on some, some songs at least. I think, yeah. I think he even produced it. And, and they are so groovy because of this. It's, uh, it's like... Um, yeah, I mean, I'm very weak when when the bass is good, when the bass line is good, you know, that... <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's you it. Forget and it. I love yes. it. Yes. <laughs> so I, I kind of I kind of love those albums. And also there's this song uh, on Future Sex Love Sun on the album from Justin Timberlake where Damn Girl is the title of the song. And there's like a very tiny and short but brilliant bass solo on on this song that i really appreciate uh, so yeah i guess i guess you can say that that's my guilty pleasure okay forgiven <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> who should we be listening to and why jenny what tell us someone that maybe we're not familiar with but you would like to share with us 
Uh, okay. Um, it was actually hard for me to narrow this down, but um, if it's not somebody that so many people knows, uh, do you know of uh, The Big Thief? Ah, I'm, okay. I'm, not, I'm shaking my head and it doesn't work on radio, right? So. Yes, it's true. <laughs> well, then you're in for a treat. The Big Thief is a, is a band. They made one album or many albums, but my favorite one is called Masterpiece. <laughs> and it's, it's actually a masterpiece. Uh, it, is, it does it's, what it says. It's, uh, it's one of the best albums I've ever heard in my life, I think. And uh, I think they are, I, I guess they are also from the States, uh, but I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. But it's really, really beautiful. It's also an amazing guitar sound. And the voice of the singer is really great. And, great. and also the, everything, the melodies, the lyrics, it's... Uh, Just the perfect definitely. Yes, you, sh you have to listen to it if you haven't heard it yet. The thing so. is, if you're going to call something masterpiece, it has to be quite good. Yes, <laughs> I guess it you, does. If you leave the audience disappointed, you've, yeah. I'm looking forward to checking that out. Is there any kind of Swedish artist we should be listening to? Because, I mean, mm. Sweden has this great history of pop music and songwriting and as you were explaining to us earlier about the accessibility of music or music education as well music mm. seems to be quite a prominent thing in, in swedish culture yeah i think um there's there's so many bands that i love but actually i think uh i i'm kind of stuck in uh 2010 of the Swedish indie rock music. Well, you, you and I both met, so... <laughs> ah, oh, nice. <laughs> That's why it's so nice to talk to you. Yeah. I think I know a band called The Helicopters, but I think they don't exist anymore. Ah. I think they broke up. I quite like them. They're a kind of indie rock band. Yeah, I they. I, I, I didn't... Weren't they a little bit harder than... Weren't they, like, more... Yeah, a bit more rocky... No, I, I think, I think um, there's a lot of uh, great bands, like Timo Reisinen, is one singer that I like a lot. And also like all the bands that I'm going to say now, uh, you should look their albums up from around 2010. They have released great stuff after that as well. But I think, you know, uh, around 2020 was, was for me the highlights of the Swedish indie uh, scene. Or oh, maybe a lot of people is going to be sad now when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> No, but then everything got so electronic and it's not really my thing. Right, um, it, ch it changed direction and it changed the way that music's not just produced, but the way music's also consumed and the way music's bought. Yes. I yeah, I think like, you know, the, the, the nice electric guitars and all these things, it's, it's beautiful. Um, and also there's, there's a really nice singer as well. Uh, she's called... Her English project is called Hello Safe Ride. There is another singer called Nina Kinet. Uh, she made an album called, I think, Pets and Friends. Also really, really great. Can I and ask, are they singing in their native language or is it a bit of both? Is it a bit of English language and Swedish language? They sing in, in English, all of them, but they do like a little bit like Hello Safe Ride has a Swedish project as well. It's called uh, Saket, which is, does mean uh, for sure in, uh, in English. And Timo Reisinen also have released albums recently that are in Swedish. 
Yeah, oh, there are so many. There are so many great Swedish indie. Oh, Lykkeli, I guess, would be my last. <laughs> All right, fantastic. Because I don't know any of these, and I'm really looking forward to uh, exploring and diving yeah. into hearing something new. This will balance out the jump the Justin Timberlake thing for me. Now. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Well, Kent, Kent is also good. That's the last one. Yeah. <laughs> fantastic. The more the merrier, as we say. Yes. Who will be in your ultimate rock trio then, Jenny? So you can be in the band or not. That was such a hard... But you know Boy Genius from mm-hmm. Phoebe Bridges? Yeah. Oh, that's like the ultimate band. I mean, it's it's with Lucia Dacious and Phoebe Bridges. And then there's a third one who I haven't listened to so much. And they are a trio already, but sometimes I, I wish, you know... one of them out, it's okay. Yes. <laughs> or maybe I will like just call and, you know, hey... If you guys ever need a bass player, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my number. Yeah, exactly. No, but I think that they are uh, they are amazing. Is this something you might like to do in the future? Like a, a really stripped down um, three-piece version of your songs where you could just play it acoustically or semi-acoustically? Would it mm. work? Or do you think are your songs transferable? It, that's actually it's actually how I started out. Um, I, I, I played a lot. I was just thinking of... that when you when you put the songs together, right, with your uh, phone ideas and so on. Mm, yeah, it, it's um, actually all the songs that I write. I I start out on guitar and and sing, you know, voice most of the time um, to f- like figure out the nice chords and the light melody. And I have done this acoustic uh, small version for so many years that now I feel like, no, I want to be more and more. It's, I, I want to write more rock songs Fantastic, right now. Fantastic, right? Okay, so <laughs> it's, it's coming out now. It's like, uh, uh, yeah, it's been quiet for a long time and now you're kind of just letting it all out. Yes. Exactly. Super. What's your go-to karaoke song, Jenny? Is there something that you should... uh, I'm guessing you can sing quite well. I'm guessing here. If we were to do it in a a bar somewhere together, I think you could pull it off. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Hopefully. Um, Depends on what you've had to drink. Yes, depends. <laughs> I mean, if if give me a couple of gin tonics and my I'm I'm gonna do anything, you know. <laughs> no, but um, there's actually it's I think it's pretty funny to try to sing in German. Have you ever sang in German? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Not, okay, I'm, I'm but enough trouble trying to talk in German without trying to sing in it. <laughs> but is it also like if I give you a couple of gin tonics, maybe? Yeah, I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you hear those old Beatles songs of them singing in German. Ah, uh, no. Have you, have you never heard them? Yeah, yeah. You can, no. uh, you can hear like Love Me Do and all that kind of stuff. Oh, no, she loves you in German. Really? Yeah. Well, how, where, where can you find this? I, I'm guessing YouTube will definitely, uh, I say definitely, but I'm... Yeah, this I'm, is something that I really I'm have to... I'm not a gambling to. man, but I'm... I heard it a couple of weeks ago on something. I can't remember what it was, but it was them singing in German. Oh, that must sound really nice. I think uh, I think like the the British um, accent on on German is a very it's it's have a nice ring to it. 
So singing in German, yeah, this is when you get into some of the, it's an interesting language anyway, I think, German. And when yeah. you, you add this kind of lyrical twist to it and the way that they describe things or the way the language works. Yeah, and and I think, I mean, what, do you know, have you already heard of uh, Herbert Grunemeyer, maybe? Oh, yes, since you're yes, yes. Oh, yes. yes. He has like this 80s hit, Was soll das? I know this one, and he did another song called uh, Currywurst. Currywurst? Okay. This one I haven't heard. Um, okay. I'm, I'm a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's an interesting kind of guy. Yeah, he sings also very... Uh, it's. I remember the first time I listened to Herbert Grunemeyer, and I didn't even speak German yet, and I didn't understand anything yet. And then you just heard how you hear how he... I don't know, he finished every sentence with like, huh? you know, like this. <laughs> I think it was, oh, yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's it's pretty special. But Vasoldas von Herbert Grunemeyer, I would like to sing that, I think, on a karaoke. Not song. Rammstein or uh, <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, no, I don't, I, no, I think it's it should be Vasoldas from... I think the lyrics is very funny as well. He's he's very angry because somebody is, uh, or his girlfriend is cheating with another guy and he's like describing this guy and he's being, it's it's a pretty funny lyrics. Uh, I think, I, yeah. I, I'll, put, I'll put a link in one of our, uh, in our last question, Jenny. Uh, Jenny, tell us your favorite venue. It's so hard because I've been, I've been playing in so many great venues. Big and small? Have, uh, big and small, yes. Um, I think. I mean, because yesterday I played um, at this uh, German open air concert in Langenberg. And they have, they also have, it's like a culture group that works in this very, very small town in in Germany. And they have like taken over this train station uh, this very old small little train station house uh, and they are making concerts there and it's it's so nice the people are really always they are the sweetest people they really take care of you they make the smallest band feels like <laughs> like they are rock stars you know you well, we, we are you, rock stars <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> no but it's it's you know they have they have this amazing chef who is like making great food. Me again with the food. Uh, no, but it's important. <laughs> it's uh, and and it's like the people are so sweet, and and they have also got gotten friends of mine. You know, uh, in the last couple of years, and it's also you know it's the perfect venue for every, I guess for every indie or every smaller band to play at because it's it's just very great. They also have. Um, oh, now I know the. Sec I know uh, now another one um, <laughs> gets gets into my head. No, but uh, first, um, yeah, they are like they have the audience, an audience that always comes up. Like it's it's a big, it's a lot, it's a lot of people, uh, and some of them always shows up even if they don't even know the band. Uh, but there's always like it's always at least 50 to 70 people there also when you if you are a little small band and you have never played there before uh, and i think that is really great and then i also have to say 
the best show ever is Orange Blossom Special Festival. Do you know this? I don't know. Tell us about it. Uh, it's um, it's also like the same kind of. Actually, I think we got to know the people from Kultur Guter Bahnhof in Langenberg. Uh, we got to know them through our Orange Blossom Special Festival, and it's it's a festival in in Germany. I think uh, somewhere somewhere in the middle, I guess. Um, <laughs> with with a lot of music lovers you know people who really just love to listen to music um, and to hear and experience new music and it's always so many great bands uh, it's such a nice atmosphere and the people who are working there are also so great and so nice um, I think I had like my best moments even if I didn't play the, the years I went there and didn't play it was great and when I played there, it was amazing. Um, Even better, yeah? Yes. <laughs> it was always really great. Good food as well. This is important, yeah. <laughs> I, can see a, I can see a common thing coming here. <laughs> it's like they really look after you. But you get a really nice vibe when you, you're watching a band there or mm. you're playing there. It's, it's a very open and welcoming place. Yes, and I think that is what's so special about it. And also like that people don't just get there to get wasted. They also, they go there because, <laughs> because they really want to listen to the music and they are very respectful, very open-minded, very, very nice. Uh, you can buy records there. You can, yeah, it's, it's, it's a perfect, and it's very beautiful as well. Jenny, it's mm -hmm. been absolutely fantastic talking with you. Thanks for so graciously taking a couple of hours out of your out of your evening to share with me. Yeah, it, it was really nice to talk to you too, and to get to know you as well. Yeah, I hope we will meet live someday. Maybe we, we should sing karaoke together. Yeah. <laughs> this is definitely one way to empty a bar. Yes. <laughs> Not for you, for me, right? So. Well, you haven't heard me sing sing uh, German songs or oh. German hits from the eddies yet, so oh, well, maybe. This, this is a real treat then, you yeah. yeah. Um, but it was really nice talking to you. I hope you're ready for many more interviews. And I wish you all the best with the, the record and good vibes. Thank you. And the same, the same to you with the, with the really great podcast as well. And finding a band. You can follow Can't Find My Way Home on anchor.fm. Simply search for Can't Find My Way Home. On Instagram at can't.findmywayhome. On Facebook at Expat Music Pod. Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And wherever you get your podcasts from, I'm pretty sure you'll find us there too. Until the next one, this is Craig saying cheers. Cheers.